Hey everyone, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Kicker, the Chief of Serial and Sigilite of the FLG. And I'm Seth, the Mad Doc, your competitive correspondent. Kicker, bud, how have you been doing? Dude, I am, I'm about to shed a tear. I'm, I'm just overjoyed. I have completed my ninth edition guard army finally it's all painted it's based mm -hmm. it's beautiful let's bring down my hobby progress i got to show it off there is the lord solar himself uh that is definitely not wrong image let me get let, give, give me a second now i'll have that up here hold on <laughs> we'll, be getting, we'll be getting him in there now, now here's the real question kicker yeah. you finished your ninth edition do you know what's coming yeah right there's there's a whole nother thing happening in yeah the and i i have it from a reliable source the gw is coming to your house personally kicker and taking all your your current models away and making you paint on new ones <laughs> that are not in earth tones not in earth tones not in earth tones i really like my earth tones there there's my lord solar in his desert camo pattern and i'm just looking uh, good very excited for that guys if you were listening to a podcast please consider watching us live every wednesday night 9 p.m yeah. eastern standard time so you get to see these cool photos as well as be part of chat and yes we're saying hi to you chat we see quite a few yeah. familiar chat, uh, chat has some very interesting comments for you tonight kicker. oh chat shoot what, what, what are we uh, mark of corn says kicker looks like a halfling next to seth <laughs> i will i will take that i will take that uh it's, I, it is a slight reflection of real life now yeah uh so that's actually the common thing i get at events all the time is with kicker and i on screen yeah. people don't realize that i am significantly larger than kicker yeah. and they're like i didn't think you were going to be so big yeah yeah and I get quite a few times people are like you're kicker and they're like looking down like, oh, my gosh, you're 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 I get I get like Hobbit. I'll take halfling just feels less insulting than Hobbit. So I'll go with yeah. halfling. I, I like that. Thank, thank you so much. Yes, I am. Um, I am a uh, travel size and it's OK. It's it's OK. It's okay. <laughs> that's that's why the kicker and the Shrek and donkey thing and this it works. It works. it works. it works. It works. It works. It works on multiple levels. We'll, we'll, we'll chat. We love you. Stick around. We're going to be asking you some questions throughout the show. Seth, mm -hmm. so you got my Lord Soul out there. I'm very happy. But I got to tell you, I've got an RTT this weekend. Hell yes. So I'm going to bring my beautiful painted army. Every model is painted and looks gorgeous. And they are going to fight their uh, one of their last big wasn't, battles. Wasn't the there end. another army you were supposed to paint 2,000 points of? Uh, yeah, let's not talk about that one. Let's not talk oh, about okay. that one. Okay. okay. The, okay. The, the, <laughs> I'm sticking with my guard. I'm sticking. Although, guys, uh, I know some of our some of our Age of Sigmar fanatics and the guys I see at all of our events are going to be very happy to hear that my next project will be Seraphon. Lizardman, and, yes. And chat, this is your moment to shame Kicker and yell at him to not paint those Lizardmen at Earth Tones. No, but, but hear me out, though. Hear, chat, hear me out. My thinking is I like to paint Earth Tones, and you never see a Lizardman army painted like, you know, desert lizards, like, you know, horned toads or anything like that. Like, how badass would it be to see Lizardmen he like- has the you know, opportunity to paint vibrant colors, and he's like, more desert tones. <laughs> But I just, I just, I think it'd be a really unique Lizardman army to paint them all desert style. But, but you're something. right. Chat, tell me, share some photos, hit me up on, on, on social media. I need ideas for how to paint yeah. a Lizardman just army. constantly tag Kicker in vibrant Lizardman pictures. <laughs> constantly. All right. All right. Another about me, Seth. What are you up to, dude? What, what is going on with you? Um, I, I have continued my, my slog uh, to get 30 fully painted yeah. flash kits and, and uh, with five more to the pile. So that for Atlantic City, good. right? That's the goal. Yeah, That's that, the I want those. Uh, there's other parts of the list that I want, but uh, it's it's a bunch of killer cans. Um, I don't know. These five took me longer than I anticipated in my schedule. So I've got these five done. I've got 10 already from before times. Uh, I have 15 more flash kits to paint. Um, and then maybe I can get to the like 
one, two, a lot of kilocans, like 11 kilocans I would need to paint. You want to do 11? No, 15 total, but I already have four painted. I feel like the cans, though, can paint up pretty easily, right? You get some lead belcher spray. Well, it depends on how long it takes to do these guys. So uh, we'll see if I can get them all done. Um, But kicker, uh, in in uh, non-FLB podcast news, there (laughs) is the return of a long uh, awaited podcast that I'm so excited to re- listen oh. to again. The independent characters. Did you ever listen to them? <laughs> yeah. They're, they're basically legends. They're legends. back. They're back. Yep. They've restarted the show. So I listened to their first episode today and being a true independent character show, it was like two and a half hours, yeah. um, but it was good to see those guys back. So I just, I wanted to you know that's what I've been up to is painting flash kits and listening to Carl Tuttle spend money. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, Nikki D, yeah, what, what have you been up to? Hey there, guys. So, uh, up to a couple things. Like, oh, look, I'm here now. There's actually a, a Whoa, Nikki D. What? what? Oh, you got a visual there. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Oh, I man, can't... a peek into the, the inner workings of the, the, I don't even know. I don't know what we call your studio. Can we get him a green screen? We need to get him a green screen, guys. I, I have one, It's but having moved into the house, it's somewhere in a box and I can't find it right now. So, you're seeing. <laughs> On this side of me, my miniatures cabinet. Behind me, my uh, my board game collection. That's there. Uh, so we're getting settled in. But no, can things, we just things. judge you very much, like very quickly? Like, holy crap, <laughs> you're organized. Like, look at this. This this puts my hobby space to shame. Like, everything's in a nice little cabinet, organized. Is it is it by you know alphabetical order? Probably. Well done. Well done. Well, you can't see what my hobby desk beneath beneath the camera looks like right now. It would be telling a different story. But no, I'm uh, happy happy to be back on the show. I had some business trips, so I was away. Uh, I was at a, a metal concert seeing Gojira and Mastodon, two of my favorite bands. Uh, if you're not familiar, they both have metal songs involving whales. So that's really cool. And um, so maybe they're Ideneth Deepkin players for Age of Sigmar people, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah. And then uh, aside from that, the last time I, I was on, talk, we talked about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Kicker, Seth, have you guys seen volume three no uh no but it's on my hit list yeah okay you got to make sure to do it and when you do bring some tissues i will admit that i cried more <laughs> during that movie i cried more than the dark angels players when they lost permanent transhuman on their terminators yeah it's it's a lot that's a lot of crying guys so anyways i'm here I tonight imagine. and uh excited <laughs> for it but uh you know kicker with that do you want to take us into our industry news. I know you got some stuff that you're excited to talk about. For yeah, time. let's do it, guys. Let's do it. Well, for starters, we've got the Kill Team Ashes of Faith, right? This is going up for pre-order this weekend. Now, this is a really unique Kill Team set. It's not part of the, 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 the I guess, Space Hulk edition that we've been following. This is kind of a standalone uh, campaign crusade little thing here, a little narrative. But what's really cool is you've got Inquisitor models in here. Whoa, Inquisitor models. We haven't seen those in a while. So I think I are these these might be like the first plastic Inquisitor models ever, I think. Right, Seth? Can you think of anything that wasn't there was rogue traders, but that's not really Inquisitors. Yeah, th- those aren't those are Inquisitors. Those are rogue traders. Uh, Nikki D, you got yeah, an idea? I don't, I don't there, know that we've seen plastic ones before this. Was there was an Inquisitor? Chat, let us know though if I'm wrong. Yeah, I think there was one there was wasn't it uh, a, a one yeah. that came out like two years ago and it had that little Yeah, drake and she's got like the little dragon the on her arm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Eisenhorn. They did an Eisenhorn, right? They did an Inquisitor Eisenhorn. He was fine cast, wasn't he? Oh, he was know, fine cast. But yeah, that plastic cast, one though, that was yeah. one of the coolest model sculpts I've seen. So if this is more of that, count me in. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it looks like we're really, I mean, it's a cool box set. I'm just ex excited for the Inquisitors. And then there's a lot of other models that you can get elsewhere in that box, but it's a nice mix of stuff. So that's going up for pre-order this this week. We do know these Kill Team sets upon release sell out basically within an hour or so. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, may the uh, odds be forever in your favor. You know, we, <laughs> we, we hope you can get it. Hunger uh, Games of 40K here. All right. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, oh, and, and we do have on a very, very important note on the, the 10th edition news watch, we've got a bunch of faction focuses. We're going to start off with Votan. Mm -hmm. Seth, as our kind of, I guess, one time, maybe future Votan player, do you want to give us a hey, rundown? Hey, I, dab I dabbled in, in the, in the tan, dabbled, Votan. Um, <laughs> yeah. So overall they, they kind of, they changed the judgment token system so that you basically only get it uh, when one of your units die, you apply it to the enemy unit. Now there might be more things in the data sheets, We'll see when those come out, um, but it's no longer the auto uh, wounding on uh, certain hit rolls. Um, so now it just the first token is a plus one to hit and the second token is a plus one to wound and a plus one to hit. So, um, right. Certainly that can that can step up a lot of the, the damage output, that plus one to wound being pretty big. Um, so I, I do enjoy that. Uh, the overall, though, it looks like they took a pip of ballistic skill away from just about every unit in the in the army so far that they've previewed so it's sort of balancing that out by taking away some pips um it also looks like the the beamers that they've shown no longer have the you know i draw a line and i hit everyone between you and me on the line now yeah. it's the sustained hits ability so hitting less units but doing more hits to the units that you hit. Explain if what the USR is for... Uh, you yeah, know, for sustained hits. So if you roll a six to hit, you'll do an additional hit based on whatever it is. So if it's a sustained hit one, and you roll a six, that does one additional hit. Commonly referred to as exploding the, the conversion beamer, yeah. The conversion beamer says sustained hits D3. So if you roll a hit, you would have that one die that hit plus another D3 hits. So there certainly can be a lot of volume now, which was a thing they kind of struggled with sometimes. So I, I'm interested to see overall how it goes. Um, I think this is a, a bit of a tone down from where they were. Um, you know, there's been a lot of discussion. We haven't seen any points. So maybe the points are are lower. So even though each individual unit might be a little less killy, by having more of them, we are able to uh, do a bit more damage. So I'm interested to see how they go. Uh, we'll, we'll check them out. Uh, I'll always keep my eyes on them. I am a Xenos player at heart. And as much as they look sort of humanoid, they're really not. They're really Xenos. <laughs> Uh, Nikki D, we're going to phone you in, man. We got the world eaters and you are more chaos -y than Seth or I. What, what, what is your thought on the, the faction focus there? That is true, Kicker, but I, I'm not putting myself back on camera because we actually have a special video segment with Ooh. regards to the world eaters. So for those who have watched Signals from the Frontline previously, you might remember someone who used <laughs> to be on the show, sometimes as a you know cartoon character, sometimes just as a, a voice uh, and that sort of thing. He is our ABC, and he is that means he's our angry boy correspondent. So uh, <laughs> still part of the Frontline Gaming network of podcasts and everything else like that. So uh, mm -hmm. in just a second here, I'm going to go to our video. Uh, if you're watching the live show or if you're listening back as a, as a podcast or on the YouTube feed, it's about a four-minute video, but I, I was dying laughing, guys. Uh, much right. like the the world eater berserkers are Kick, when they're Kick on the I battlefield. I have not seen this video before, <laughs> no. so you'll be getting our live responses. <laughs> that, all right. Yep, yep. That is also true. This is the first time Kicker and Seth are seeing it as well. So we're going to cut here to the video, and we're going to be back with our live reaction to it in about four minutes. Roxanne, 
Don't you put up the red light? Roxanne! Na, 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 na. Oh. Hello there, Signals. How are you? I uh, didn't see you there. Now oh, it's... It's been a while. You look good. Yeah, this is... This is super awkward. I, I was right. Uh, this is like a bad breakup. Uh, I personally blame Seth. Uh, for killing me off in that one episode, and that was it. Anyway, um, I've been asked to share my excitement with everyone regarding this the new faction focus on World Eaters. And, uh, man. Thinking back, it just feels like it was four months ago. Wait. One, two, carry the three. It has been four months ago! What the heck?! Oh, come on, man. I just bought this codex. I mean, I'm happy, but I'm also frustrated. One hour later. Anyway, as you can see, I'm here in the studio at Grim After Dark. I'm super stoked to talk to you about World Eaters today. Okay, I miss Blood Type 2, but I'm not offended. The new system definitely has some power. Advance and charge, guys. It's in the book. Uh, other than bringing Angron back, I think most things are achievable on 8 dice. I look forward to feeling like this. You're gonna break the game, you're so good! New high score! What does high score mean? New high score, is that bad? What does that mean? Ugh, Zerker's my sweet summer childs. So, I'm concerned. I think uh, Zerker's will be relegated to screen killing and character blocking and objective disrupting, which is probably a good thing. Uh, no longer are they the multi-tool that they were before, killing everything that they touched. Maybe that's a good thing. Uh, hopefully there's going to be a character that can join them that can give them some well-needed boosts. Angron, probably the shining light of this review, with a 14-inch move that doesn't go down. Nice. Toughness 11. Nice. 16 wounds. Nice. And one of the best things, he's not towering, which means he's able to hide like a rhino in heat behind a ruin. Did you say something? Honestly, this is going to make me finally paint this bad boy, and I'm here for it. Part of me wanted them to troll the community and just show us plasma pistols, because I think we're going to see them, to be honest. But I think they did troll us by showing us a 500 point model with an 18 inch range gun. Sure, the profile's good, I think it's a solid profile, but to be honest guys, if you're taking this army to shoot things, I think you're doing it wrong. Blood Offerings is a great strategic ability, and really frustrating for shooting armies. Advance that spawn onto that objective, it gets mollywopped by some massive shooting phase. And 1cp? Don't worry, I own that objective. Also, at the end of the article, we got a sneaky tidbit. Falling out of destroyed vehicles automatically gives the Battleshock test, which means no objective secured, and you can't use stratagem on that unit. That's a big deal. And to end, a lot of people have asked where I've been and what I've been doing, so I created a, you know, a short montage to show people. Dikio. Monkey! Oh. <laughs> drive, monkey, drive! <laughs> 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 
that was a that was an experience kicker. <laughs> um, for for folks at home, just from our, our tech setup, I I had to go watch it on YouTube uh, while it was live, so I could hear it. Kicker just got visual the entire yeah, time. I am, you didn't get any sound. I am so confused. I uh, I mean, I appreciate the the former tech priest now Zerker Dickey's insight. I am a little concerned that he has arisen from the dead. Um, <laughs> that might have something to do with his chaotic god alignment at this point. Um, yeah, so uh, thank you, thank you for coming on, Dicky. Uh, but maybe uh, you know we've we've moved on. I understand it's awkward. We have a new uh, producer, PD, <laughs> and we really love him. Um, but and I know you miss us, buddy. But um, you know you you've got your own boys now over on Grim After Dark. So uh, you know if you want to check them out, maybe maybe go over there from now on and check out. <laughs> but uh speaking of uh our producer nikki d you want to take us through uh some some ad mech or is that kicker i can't oh, I, I got this i got this i got oh, this doing serve it up okay. serve it up boom i got this i can spike it so i did play ad mech for yeah, right for, for a little while uh and i really really thoroughly enjoyed ad mech a, a, a lot um it's weird though this new faction focus we're going to BS4. Like, I, I just thought these super sophisticated robots on Mars or cyborgs on Mars would have, like, I don't know, better, better BS. So now they're hitting a BS4, kind of like the Votan, Seth. You were saying the Votan went up from three to four as well. It's a, it's a little, I'm not too excited about these super advanced guys not having that, but they did get a really cool rule in the rad saturation, rad bombardment rule. Um, Seth, did you see that rule? And how do you, well, first of all, do you want to explain that rule or you want me to take it? Yeah. So it's, it's the detachment ability. And what it allows you to do at the start of the first battle round, uh, every unit in your opponent's deployment zone, they basically have to choose what's going to happen to that unit. Yeah. That unit can automatically fail a battle shock test, or they can choose to let that unit take some mortal wounds. Yeah. And on a three plus, you do D3 mortal wounds to them. Um, now, people are like, well, of course, I'm just going to fail the battle shock. I don't care about holding objectives. But we've seen a lot of data sheets like this. The the sisters, we've seen it. Um, we've seen it with different um, Votan and World Eaters and, and Eldari that you generate certain things by sitting on objectives. Yeah. So if you're OC0, you don't generate that thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and remember, if you're battle shock too, you know, not only you're not holding objectives, you're not getting turn one strats. Imagine turn one not getting any any defensive or offensive strats. Like that can that can that can hamper that army pretty significantly. So the mortal wounds might actually be the lesser of the penalty. You really have to think about what's dangerous, uh, Seth. But the the other part is this continues on throughout the rest of the game that you do. I think it's one mortal wound to every unit that's sitting in your deployment zone. Is is that accurate, Seth? It's it's one yeah, more. So one. afterwards, there is some residual effect. So it forces your opponent to come out of the deployment zone, and it's something for them to keep in mind if they have like a small unit that's slowly kind of getting ticked down by damage. Uh, yeah. It could definitely chip away. So so I don't know that that for the admin that's a very very powerful uh, <laughs> army wide special rule. We did see call yeah. too. He's coming back. He's coming back pretty powerful. Um, He's you a know, big boy now. We we'll have to see his points, of course. But yeah, you know, we're talking T eight. A bunch of uh, a bunch of wounds, a bunch of offensive close combat. You know, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be he's gonna be tough. We've also got Aldari. Now, I mean, Seth, I know you never played Aldari. I don't know if Nikki D did. I, I played for a little while. Uh, they're they're unique. They're fast. They're nimble. They've got the ability to reroll one hit and one wound for every single unit as their built-in army uh, rule, as well as. Strands mm -hmm. of Fate dice, very similar to Miracle dice. You know, you can kind of use these dice to manipulate the game throughout yeah, your turn. Those are powerful. Those are powerful. 
Uh, Seth, what do you think of the the reroll to hit and re wound mechanic? That means like minimum squads are really, really minimum strict there, squads. We've had that rule though in other variants and other armies like um, Master Artisans, uh, Death Skulls. Um, so it's it's been a rule in other armies in previous editions, and it hasn't been necessarily overpowered. Um, so I think it's fine. I'm fine with them having that. Yeah, and and you know uh, Eldari players love their fired and fade strat, and they still have it. It's two CP. You can you know move after shooting with one unit. You know it's good. You know I know they're going to be happy to keep that around. Why don't we ask Nikki D what he thinks about Death Guard? They were previewed this week. I'm sure he has no opinions on them. No opinions on Death Guard. <laughs> Okay, cool, cool. Nikki D's gonna Seth, actually you wanna talk about the neuro tyrant? Because I know Nikki D will have to come back in about Death Guard. We do want his in-depth opinion, but he's got a little uh technical difficulty right now. Yeah, there. so the neuro tyrant is is the big brain bug we've seen yeah. in the Leviathan box set. Um and one of its main things is the shadows and the warp for the Tyranids, which is forcing your your opponent's armies to take battle shock tests. Uh if you have one of these in your army, you get to subtract one from those test results that your opponent takes. So you're making it a little bit harder for them to pass, mm -hmm. um, which I think is really cool. Um, it also can um, pick two units and basically permanent, or not permanently, but for that turn, say that they're in synapse, yeah. which makes uh, the Tyranid units less susceptible to battle shock. And so if you rocket those units forward and they're out of synapse range, you, you've given them that ability in your command phase. So it doesn't matter that they're out of range. Uh, so you can kind of keep them supported even as they go forward. So I think it's really cool. Um, Plus, it's just a really awesome looking model. It is an awesome looking model, but let's just be clear: this model is definitely just a buffing unit. It doesn't. I, I did it. It didn't. Reach. Definitely, definitely. We haven't seen everything. Okay. Here. Well, like, uh, it just seems like they're building it up to be a buffing unit. I mean, Look, who knows? We you don't know what its psychic attacks are going to be like. It you're right. It crazy have, shooting. You're right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, yeah. uh, hey, Nikki D is back. Let's ask him really fast about the Death Guard. Nikki D is taking Death Guard to the Atlantic City Open. So, so of course, he's more dialed into Death Guard than either one of us. What do you think, man? Are you happy? I am curious. Uh, it's curious. The, mm. yeah. So the the preview for Death Guard came out today. There's some things I like in that preview. Uh, I, I do think having a lot of their their weapons have been updated to to do lethal uh, lethal hits uh, instead yep. of getting reroll ones to wound. So when you're bypassing a step um, in 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 rolling dice, that's obviously a good thing. I like that. Some more attacks mm -hmm. and some of their attack profiles look pretty decent. But as far as we know, there's no minus one damage. Mm -hmm. There's no feel no pain Good. and yes. and their detachment bonus. Uh, it gives them this isn't surprising. It gives them sticky objectives all the yeah. time, uh, which is a Did good you say thing. stinky objective. It, Both it, sticky, I mean, stinky, that, you know, it, it could be either. Uh, it, that's yeah. the reason why it might be sticky is the stinkiness. Right. But, go, uh, for, <laughs> but before these as a Death Guard player, the, the Death Guard, their issue hasn't necessarily necessarily been killing things. It's sometimes staying alive just because the game has been so lethal. We'll see how that gets traded off. And then their problem has just been scoring um, I and mean, having some of the speed. That was the other thing is their speed is getting reduced. So I, I am curious. I, I I don't love it as much as I loved the Demons preview last week, which which I missed. Yeah. But I, you guys covered all the parts that are there. So uh, I, I think ACO, me running Death Guard, I think that's what I got to do just because uh, I, I, I don't know how I feel about them going into 10th edition yet. Okay, got to ask a hard-hitting question because I, I played one of my best buddies is a Death Guard fanatic, and he's been running those Plague Burst mortar cannon tank things forever, oh, yeah. and I absolutely hate them. Plague Burst Crawler. There we go, Plague Burst Crawlers. I would just think of them as mortars because they're basically mortars. But yeah, Plague Burst Crawlers. Do you think they got toned down too much? 
Nikki D. Are you happy with the way that they're positioned now? Because it looks like they're definitely not going to be taking out tanks. No, because um, they didn't get the strength uh, increase there. Their profile is the same. The AP went down a little bit. Um, their attack profile will force battle shock tests as long as they hit the target, and they got a good number of attacks that are there. So I, I think the utility is a little bit different, um, at least for my consideration as a Death Guard player. The, the mortar was nice for some pot shots here and there. I'm more interested in the entropy cannons, and it's going to be a while before we see those yet because those were the things that could really punch a hole through enemy tanks and monsters. So that that's the weapon that I'm more interested in seeing. Is it truly an anti-tank weapon? Cool, cool, cool. All right, we're going to jump into the nerd news of the week. We're going to go really fast because, you know, we've got a very important uh, conversation right after this. Starting mm -hmm. off with Guardians of the Galaxy. This has got two weeks in a row of winning at the box office. I know Nikki D liked it. It's on my hit list. Seth, you're going to have to go watch it. Apparently, Guardians of the Galaxy is legitimately a great movie, as shown by the numbers of attendees So and, and people buying tickets to go see it. So go check that out. Now, this is exciting. This is exciting, guys. D and... Dungeons and Dragons is apparently going to be launching a channel. Uh, this will be a, a Hasbro, I guess, produced channel, but this is coming this summer. So Dungeons cool. and Dragons channel is it going to be a thing. FLG event news, guys. BAO, get your list uploaded, all right? If you're going or to else. BAO next week, upload your list, <laughs> please. You know, you don't want to get the... If, the, if you the, don't do it, we'll come and find you. Yes. And you don't want us to find you. You don't want us to find you. You don't. We're, we're very scary people. Um, so get your list uploaded. The event is sold out. Uh, you can show up and try to walk in, but you won't be guaranteed a spot because as of right now, every ticket is sold. There's no more space in the hall. Yeah. All right. Exciting news. Exciting news, guys. The Las Vegas Open. We can finally announce the launch date, the, the date of the event. Yeah, here we go. Let's do this. Let's do this. LVO 2024 is going to be taking place January 18th to the 21st at the Ooh. Las Vegas Rio. The Rio is getting newly revamped. It's got to have uh, two room options so you can get some brand new fancy upgraded rooms that are only a few dollars more than the, the previously old rooms. And the convention space, as, as you know, the convention space mm -hmm. is, is hard to beat. It's perfect for what we need. Yep. Now, guys. Tickets are going on sale at the same time around the world. That's going to be at LVO, uh, the Las Vegas time zone, because we, you know, we're biased, right? It's going to be 11 uh, a.m. Pacific Standard Time on June 9th. That's June 9th. Tickets will be going live for everyone. Guys, main events sell out that day. All right. They if do. you're thinking about going to LVO, yes, I know it's yeah. six months away. The event sells out. So yeah. get your 40K and tickets. FLG has a robust uh, refund yep. policy, so if you're if you're on the fence, just get your ticket because there's only so much room, and there's going to come a point. I'm telling you, folks, right now in chat, I'm telling you right now, there's going to come a point where Kicker stops being nice and stops giving you extra tickets out. <laughs> so if you want them, you got to buy them, and just if if the worst comes to worst, and and you decide your travel plans aren't going to happen, you can refund them. That's we actually fine. have a really cool insurance policy. We launched the last LVO, which people really mm -hmm. liked. For only a few bucks more, you get this insurance policy, so that even if you have to cancel the day before the event, you still get refunded in full. Uh, except, of course, for the the little insurance add on there. So that's a great option if you're yeah, not so, so sure. So just don't don't if if you're on the fence, just do it because. We, we're we're getting the messages even right now for like BAO people trying to find tickets and yeah. and you don't want to be that guy last minute scrambling trying to figure out whether or not you're going to get a ticket 
and, and um, we love you guys, but cool we can't always. Yeah. yeah, we can't always. We're, we're going to have a lot of cool stuff at LVO, but I know a lot of you guys are going to be want to play in that tournament. So yeah, make sure you sign up for your events. The the things to really consider, all right, is if you want the high rollers. I know Seth's a big high roller fan. That's the kind of mm-hmm. the super big swag bag. If you want a high roller ticket, or if you want any one of the packages. Now packages are your LVO ticket plus the con badge plus most of the event exclusive merch, all for one low price. Those things are all in super limited numbers. Those sell out. I'm not I'm not exaggerating here. Within and, minutes and those. Yeah. Those guarantee kicker does not get more of randomly. No, those are those are gone. So those usually sell out within the first you know ten minutes of tickets going live. So remember, tickets are going live on the 9th of June at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, you can see our little map here, so you can see what time that is. You know, I, I'm really sorry if you're in Australia or New Zealand. It's it's not exactly a a good time for you, but uh, ask one of your American friends to help you out. Um, but yeah, or just you know having a late night ticket buying or just, party. Yeah, have, yeah, exactly. Have a late night ticket buying party. But like I said, if you want anything for the you know 40k champs or you know Age of, Sig- Age of Sigmar is is on fire right now. Star Wars yep. Le- Star Wars Legion, literally the entire event, not just the packages. Legion sold out in minutes. Uh, so so guys, like if you want this, just just remind you know remember get your tickets then. Um, all right, sweet. Let's jump into our signals short for the week this one's for you nick what is your prediction for by the way the rules in case you're a new listener the rules he's got 30 seconds nick answer this prediction for a 10th edition new army or faction what do you think ready go all right i've got two predictions for 10th edition new army or faction in seventh edition we had thousand sons eighth death Mm -hmm. guard ninth world eaters 10th people that's got to mean emperors children wow. right? got the name Good. right low hanging fruit sir yeah, no that's, that's smart that's, 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 that's smart that's my smart. easy one that's my other one other right. choice other option dark mechanicum chaos yeah. mechanicum uh we've seen them we've seen models in kill team it's getting it's getting brought over to, to 40k for the real game so two nice. chaos factions i'm going with that nikki D. Cool. all right cool i like it i like it i like it and and within the time uh well done well done all right seth guess what and what we get to the, the, we're, we're, you know, it's kind of a, an interesting week where this weird transition between ninth and tenth, and you know what? Mm-hmm. We want to fill this in with people getting to know us a little bit more. This is get to know your FLG team, and today we're focusing on you, my friend. I'm the guinea pig, folks. You're the guinea pig. So, <laughs> so if you're in chat, you can literally ask Seth anything: boxers or brief, paper or plastic. You know, you can ask me anything. I don't know if I'll answer anything, kicker. Uh, wait, you, wait, ask me, you, yeah. you know, it is a it is a fair 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 game yeah. today. So so Seth, starting off with a, with a, you know easy question, where are you from, man? Yeah, so I'm, I was originally from northwestern Pennsylvania, uh, like Edinburgh, which is like right near Lake Erie, um, and and I I moved to Alabama for school. After school, I, I spent a few years living in Maryland, kind of where Nikki D's at, and then uh, I'm about. Uh, at this point, eight years ago, I moved back to Alabama for my current job. So I'm I am here, uh, and I am in Alabama. Uh, not much of a 40k scene uh, around here, so I got to travel for that. <laughs> and actually, so. that's how I met you, Seth. Yeah. It seems like yep. a lifetime ago. But we happened oh, to. I, I'm from New Orleans. You're in Alabama. We went to I mm-hmm. think a, a Gulfport, Mississippi tournament yeah yeah uh Iberville. Iberville, Mississippi. you were with yep. your boys i was just go, coming up with some guys from new orleans we met we played you kicked my butt uh i remember we had, we had a, a podcast i was listening to it i'm mm-hmm. like hmm. and I, you know when i took this job with frontline they're like you should really run signals now and i'm like i can't do it on my own i uh, i spoke to you and now now we're best of buds and it's it's wonderful. and here we are and here we are but yeah so from alabama okay so um you know i i so you're from alabama the, well from pennsylvania now in alabama 
what, when did you get in the game? Was that in Pennsylvania or was that in Alabama? Yeah, so I got into it and like when I was, I think it was like either late middle school or early high school, but it was third edition is when I got into it. Um, and actually the first army I had was um, like a secondhand army from a friend and it was Chaos Space Marines. Oh, wow. Um, and I, I remember like, you know, this is like when you're like, I'm a kid. I barely have any models. You know, your terrain is some textbooks on a table. Uh, you know, you cut out maybe some green felt circles for woods or something, you know. So uh, <laughs> I played a bunch uh with that army and then i started i think i started i think the first army i started from scratch was my tau um and then i actually had a, a space marine army that i ended up later selling um that and the chaos space marine army and so the only one i have left from that like time period was my tau oh okay well we're talking about factions right here uh marker corn's asking uh how loud do you wall can, can you can you can you maybe, maybe this is i don't know that we quantify that i guess we could get some sort of <laughs> decibel meter but i do i do wall loud enough that i have broken mics before <laughs> on the charity hammer stream and uh when i'm on joe's stream for war games live i i let him know and he, he turns the mic off all right so so you're a beloved known uh orc player what's your least favorite faction like least uh, so Absolutely. I gotta say the least favorite one for me is Eldar. Craftful Eldar. Eldar. I just oh, you asshole. <laughs> I did well, it's just like when I was getting back into the game in sixth edition, I, I took a break and from like part of fourth and all of fifth edition when I was in school. Um there was just there was a friend of mine, I love him. Uh but he he was really good with Craftful and he just kicked my butt constantly uh and it just drove me nuts and then yeah just i think that just put a deep-seated hatred for eldar in my blood and i can't get rid of it now so i just yeah I, and and obviously orcs are your favorite let that dying race die <laughs> just let that dying race die orcs are obviously your favorite is is that is that just because you've always liked orcs like the, the, I, the, the race the goblin -y kind of i i started thing. it when i got back in the game in sixth edition and like like trying to compare you know how you paint it as a kid to how you paint when you're an, you have an adult job and adult money and adult time um i basically leaps and bounds ahead so that was really like the first army that i really like was able to kind of learn a lot new sk of skills with in terms of painting um it opened up a lot of different avenues obviously for hobbying because orcs are so different yeah. uh, and you can kit bash and and so i, I really got into that um i like the lore because it's just chuck them at the enemy and see what happens. <laughs> um, so I, I, I just, I enjoy the play style and it's always a fun game win, lose or draw with orcs. Um, and, and that's always the most important thing at the end. Um, of the day. Okay. So I, I got a question here. Uh, what types of 40 K games do you prefer? This one is in our notes. I'm not exactly sure uh, <laughs> what the question is asking. I mean, like, well, so it's like, I put that in there because, you know, we got people to play competitive, got people to play casual. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you, narrative stuff. Competitive, casual narrative. Well, I, so <laughs> you'd say that kicker, but even still, the majority of my 40 K career has been casual narrative. Uh, yeah, games. Um, I, I only started playing tournaments just because like I said, when I moved to Alabama, there wasn't a scene, there yeah. wasn't a local group. So for me to play a game, I'd have to travel a couple hours. And so if I was going to travel a couple hours, I might as well guarantee several games. I started playing tournaments. Yeah. Um, and I, I certainly enjoy the, the progression of a tournament, the learning your army, the getting better. Um, but you know, if, if I had a local play group and just was throwing dice every, every week on a regular basis, I probably would lean more towards, uh, some more of the, the more casual and narrative stuff just because like, 
my, my orc megadroid hasn't seen the table in <laughs> several oh, editions and he would really love to see the table um you know but then it's like then you're like well do i take the less optimized list to a tournament and just get my teeth kicked in for two days you know so yeah, it's it, not so much fun yeah. when, when when there's that much investment through to travel i feel like i have to try to perform versus if i had more kind of uh, more access to to frequent casual games then i can goof off and play with those lists some more so all right so so we know that you're you, you know you your background in 40k but what other mm -hmm. games have you played i mean I, I i think i've seen you wearing a pokemon t-shirt at least once oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i so you know talking uh actually before the the show um i don't really play any other miniature games not that i don't want to i just don't i literally don't even have a play group for 40k uh, so it, it to me it's like why buy another game system that i'm also not going to be able to yeah. play unless i go to events so i don't really do much uh, I, I have a bunch of board games that my wife and i play with some friends but other, in terms of other tabletop gaming i don't really get into much because i don't have much opportunity to play it but i do a lot of video games um uh, i have you know, computer obviously i play a lot of switch i play a lot of the old classic games on the game boys and stuff so i i, I play a lot of video games um that's all right what I do. rapid fire you're only gonna get maybe three you prefer one but go up to three favorite movie go favorite movie is the dark knight uh oh, christopher okay. nolan one i'm a, a big batman fan big christopher nolan fan and that was just a great fusion so that's right. then favorite tv shows it could be, it could be well, favorite tv shows i i think i have to put a, a one that you probably haven't heard of chuck is probably one of my favorite tv shows it's oh, a very nerdy uh spy comedy uh, i really enjoy that one yeah, yeah, yeah. um and then my other favorite tv show that i go back to all the time king of the hill king of the hill hell yes hell yes hell yeah. yes yeah. Damn it, bobby, Damn it, bobby. <laughs> i love that i love that um all right now uh, I'm supposed to ask what your favorite food is, but I'll be very disappointed if it's not cereal. Uh, so what is your favorite food that's not cereal is the question. Oh, okay. Okay. That's better. I was like, it's not going to be cereal regardless of the kickers. Um, I've, 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 uh, you know, I've said this, like if I was ever stuck on a desert island and yeah. I could eat one food, it's pizza. Okay. Um, and like, if you ever see me at an event, you, you will put money on me at an event having pizza at some point. Yeah. So it's pizza. Okay. But let's just get it very clear. If you are going to pick a bowl of cereal, what is your bowl of cereal that you're going to pick? Cause I have to, I have to know. I, man. I, I have feel to like know. peanut butter, Captain Crunch. That, 